0: And welcome back to another episode of JP and the Beans Talk. Hey, here we are. It we really are never stops. Here.
1: Nope, never, ever, ever, yeah. never stops. Just take intermittent pauses, which really aren't stoppages. We're just giving you a chance to to revel. Pretty much,
0: we just camp out until the next one.
1: Yeah, soak. I believe is the was the word of the day on a few a uh, few episodes back. So soak in it. Yes, and. Uh, and then come back for some more. It's great. Absolutely. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, Riley, did you see any worthwhile movies lately?
0: I can think of maybe one. Okay. Yeah. Spider Man back in December. That was good. That was good. That, that, was, was, really was, good. that was really good. Yeah. Um, oh man, what was it?
1: Morbius. No. Wait. No, that's in April. That's later. That's later.
0: Oh, man, I'm. It's on the tip of my tongue.
1: DC League of Super Pets.
0: No, that's not out yet. Ah. Uh, but Keanu Reeves is playing the Batman. That, I do. Wait, that's that it, the oh, the Batman movie. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That one. Okay. W- animated, All voiced right. by Keanu Reeves. Fantastic. Good for Which Keanu. Actually, his, his voice. It's perfect. It's perfect. Is not actually that bad. No, it's actually pretty great. It's like him and. Uh, the dog have you seen the trailer (laughs) Uh, they both have their sad backstories i was
1: like i can vibe with this i was like i actually
0: kind of want to see this movie i'm not gonna lie to you i'm kind of like intrigued
1: i'm gonna go watch it there's no doubt there's no doubt that that got me sold
0: yeah okay remember because you're like
1: i know you were were, you're right uh, i was like i I ragged on it It i ragged on it you had you had the right uh, the right grasp of the tone. The right the mindset. You yes. did. You did. You were an open mind. Here I am, closed off, crusty, old, get off my lawn. Crusty. You know? Ugh. Yeah, right? That's just a terrible adjective to have associated with a person. What's that person like? Yeah, you know, they're kind of crusty. Ugh,
0: ugh. I automatically don't want anything to do with you. No. Like, Which is appropriate. Five, stay five feet away from me keep, if you're crusty. Keep
1: the crustiness away. Because no, then thank you. that
0: means stuff will come. Ugh. Right. Crumbs. Yeah. Crumbs with crustiness
1: yeah like we got some crumbs over here on the table looks like a little reminiscent from a hot dog bun that's a tough look for us but nonetheless oh it's fine i didn't even notice yeah some little kid clearly sat there i don't know who they're related to at all well you got you got like what
0: four or five options (sighs)
1: something like that i I lose track (laughs) on occasion (laughs) yeah they
0: all kind of blend together they do they look like the flash because they're just going so fast by you they all blend together
1: and yet they're still wonderful individuals if I could remember their names, I would be happy to tell you more about them. But we won't get into that today.
0: That's when you just go thing one, thing two, thing three, thing four, thing five. <laughs> Where's thing five at? Right. Oh, thing Where's five's asleep.
1: One? Thing two. Mm-hmm. Where's mm-hmm. what's she doing? Really missed opportunity on my part to not have named the kids thing. You should have. S- somebody has to have done that, right? Like that's that's got to be out there. Well, there's doesn't a, it? There's a Family Guy gag right where um right.
0: They're like, Meg, isn't that short for Megan? And she goes, no, not quite. And it flashbacks to when she was born. And Peter writes Megatron. So that's her full name no is way. Megatron. Because no <laughs> they got to Meg. Oh and then Lois gosh. is like, it's Megan. And then he oh wrote my gosh. Megatron <laughs> on the birth certificate.
1: That's outstanding. That's outstanding. He's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. All well, that being said, that new Batman movie was really good. It was good. It was really good. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to, you know, chatting about that oh a little bit. We're going to break it all down. Yeah.
0: And then we're going to talk about how, you know, there's, there's a couple spinoff shows coming out of it. Yep.
1: Same uni. Yep. Same universe. Right. And some delicious aftershocks from that glorious earthquake.
0: And then all the Netflix shows from Marvel. Getting moved over
1: to Disney Plus. How about that? Getting new life breathed into them. I don't know if that's you know we'll have to talk a little bit about the business side of it. As far as is that bad for Netflix? I I think it is, but oh, it's gotta can't but, be good.
0: But then again, they're just sitting there on for Netflix. You know, they were no longer a yep. Oh yeah, I have to go get Netflix to watch the new season of Defenders. No, yeah. that's not it's not yeah. a thing.
1: Correct. So yeah, that's good. A lot of good topics to hit um what a what a time to be alive we're in the prime of the superhero movie just we're in the golden age we
0: are and the that golden age, age has
1: i don't know how long it's gonna run for I don't, I don't know what it's gonna peter out but hopefully forever tell you what we're in the thick of it and we just keep getting blessed with delightful new chapters in this ongoing story it's fantastic super excited to chat about it so here here's something before we get into that i uh I share a little something with you. I haven't played fantasy sports in a while. Okay, yeah, yeah, Got into fantasy baseball. Okay. okay. Had some I buddies have, reach out.
0: I have a feeling I know what you're going to bring up. Sure. Go ahead.
1: Sure, sure. W- will there be a baseball season? Like Is that oh, actually going to happen?
0: No, that is not at all what I thought you were going to bring up. Oh, what did you think I was going to go with that? Uh, well, we can talk about that after the baseball thing. Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know much about baseball.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm in it. Uh, the draft was last night. Truly have no idea how well I did at the drafting process. Time will tell again if there's an actual freaking season
0: how does that even work so you play fantasy baseball for like 9 months yeah that's insane
1: yeah it's kind of nuts. so my understanding is you have a you have a matchup that lasts 7 days against your opponent and you have a roster at least in this league of 18 uh, it's like 12 12 players so each like infield position it might even be more than that no it's it's like 14 It is a sizable roster. That's
0: what you start 14 people? Right.
1: You start 14 people. So five pitchers, I think, and then nine position players. And there are 12 total stats that you can win or lose during that week. like RBIs, home runs, wins, losses for pitchers, that kind of stuff. Straight over my head. It's okay. It's okay. Um, But I'd really love for there to be an actual Major League Baseball season, which right now is kind of in question. Otherwise, you drafted for no reason. Otherwise, I drafted and paid forty dollars for no reason.
0: Well, they probably just give you your money back. I mean, I
1: they will, they will. Dang, but I would still, the, i still feel cheated.
0: That was the entry fee was forty dollars. It's forty bucks. Dang.
1: Yeah, kind of big time. Did
0: you take the whole pot.
1: If I do, that'd be great. I don't think I will though.
0: And then, how many guys you got in there?
1: Twelve. Mm, Pretty big league. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. So there's there's my little story about me. Fancy baseball. We'll see how it goes. Check in around Morbius time and we'll know more. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's about, about a Morbius movie away. Okay. Yeah, because I thought you were gonna bring up how uh the Seahawks just traded Russell Wilson to the Broncos.
1: You know what? That's unexpected. I was Unexpected.
0: That's yeah, I thought he was gonna retire Seahawks, I'm not gonna Pretty lie. Pretty weird. Yeah. Super, weird. It's gonna be super weird.
1: Should we have and a branch off podcast where we talk sports? I think people would love that. I think so. Yeah,
0: I can't. I, I, I can. I can talk football, basketball all day. Great. long
1: Baseball. I get. A I can bring lost. some baseball to you. It's fine. It's okay. fine. Well, we can make we'll diversify can make our work. portfolio. Yeah, it's okay. great. It's fine with me. It's great. Well, athletics notwithstanding, I don't truly know how to naturally segue from that into the Batman movie. But let's talk the freaking Bruce Batman Wayne movie. knows how to
0: pitch a baseball. Okay.
1: Therefore, does he though? I feel like he, you know, for as good as Batman is in physical confrontation, I have a hard time seeing any of the Bruce Waynes and Batmans that we've seen on the big screen as good athletes.
0: Oh, Ben Affleck could definitely throw a knuckleball. For Ooh, a sure, knuckle piece. Well, knuck piece. For
1: sure. Okay.
0: Okay. Christian Bale probably hits dingers left and right if he's in the Dark Knight physique. He's hitting dingers left and right. Robert Pattinson.
1: Like slow pitch softball dingers or?
0: No, well, I mean like just bombs. Okay. Just bombs in general. Okay, and then, just doing well. Yep. And then uh, Michael Keaton looks
1: now like
0: he could be a baseball manager.
1: He could He could speak intelligently about sports. Yeah. yeah. I feel like he would yeah. be like. He'd hold boom. his own.
0: He, he'd make all the lineups. He'd do mm-hmm. all that. And then uh, Robert mm-hmm. Pattinson doesn't look like he's he will ever touch a baseball bat. Because he's not interested. Yeah. That's why. Not because he's a nerd. Interesting. Okay. Just because he just just he's not interested. He's he looks like it's disinteresting. Does not care. I think okay. he'd get bored from baseball. Okay. So therefore, oh, Battenson. bat, baseball bat. It was right in front of me, and I didn't do that. Instead, I said, yeah, I bet Bruce Wayne could throw a pitch. I'm sorry. I've let everyone down.
1: Hey, it's all right. Well, you and I had the pleasure of seeing the Batman movie together. Uh, there are there were no athletic references in the movie. Uh and there's plenty yeah. of time for them to have made an athletic reference considering it was just about a 3 hour movie. Yes. What a beast of a runtime. What do you think, Riles?
0: After I've had time to like fully mm-hmm. like digest it. Yes. I think that might be the best comic book accurate movie for Batman we've gotten. Mhm. Comic accurate. I didn't say best. I'm saying comic accurate wise that felt honest to god that felt like I could have read that yeah. in a comic book and it would have felt oh right
1: yeah and I've got to give credit to you because on our previous episode where we were previewing this movie you said that this was what there is room for there has not yet been up until this movie a Batman movie that has intentionally tried to be comic book accurate. There's been takes, there's been perspectives, but there hasn't been a, what I would call open-armed embrace and then display of, hey, here's Batman straight out of the comics as true as we can portray him. So well done. Thanks. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah, you crushed that. Yes. You were right. You said I, my, again, my crustiness was coming up again in the last episode. I was like, I don't know if this is going to work out, man. And you are like, JP, let me tell you, there is room, and here is where that room is. And you were absolutely right, absolutely right. It feels good. It does. It should feel it good. It feels a good. Big W for you.
0: I was. I was. I wasn't worried. Honestly, I wasn't <laughs> worried at all because I thought I know Robert Pattinson's a big Batman fan, mm-hmm. and he was thoroughly like I've seen some interview clips from him, and he just seemed thoroughly ecstatic to have sure. this role. Sure.
1: So, cause I think, uh, well, from my understanding, Matt Reeves, the director is a lifelong Batman oh, friend believe, as well. I, I believe that friend of the Batman and fun fact, the cinematographer for this
0: movie yep. also was the cinematographer for Dune. And what was he also? I just saw, oh. I think I sent this to Kay. my buddy. Let okay. me see if I can find it.
1: Yeah. No, I, I agree with your take. It was extraordinarily, uh, comic book accurate and and there's and that in and of itself is still kind of a broad statement just because there are so many comic book interpretations of that character but it man it just felt like it was so comfortable in its own skin it had such a strong identity and i think that was my biggest concern going into this movie is the marketing for it to me didn't feel like whoever's got that marketing wing, right? That's a separate group from whoever's actually making the movie, which is such a weird relationship, but nonetheless, it didn't feel like they had a great idea for, hey, here's how we should market this movie. And I also got to say in their defense, I'm still not sure how you market that movie. Like that's a dark movie, really grim, hard to put together a trailer that I, I think at least the general population goes in two minutes, Hey, looks like a good time. I'll go see that. I think once you get there and once you watch it, it's certainly worthwhile. But anyhow, point is, the identity was so strong within this movie that it was it was a delight. Like I could, I'm looking forward to the future already for this uh, for this. What do I want to say? Like version universe of Batman because it was so compelling so rich so deep that is a that is a unbelievable accomplishment considering how many batman movies there have already been for this movie to have done something that leaves me feeling like wow there's a lot more to tell there's a lot more to explore and i'm this eager to see that
0: absolutely i'm not gonna lie to you i forgot i was gonna what i was gonna look up but i couldn't find it anyways in the messages so I like, looked at it. And I'm like, oh, I found something else that's relevant to this, but I totally forgot what I was gonna look up. It's outstanding. So that was fun. That's outstanding. But then I was thoroughly enjoying your take.
1: You know, well, thank, thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna take full credit for uh, for distracting you with.
0: There, I remembered it. You got it. You oh, got it. Oh my
1: gosh, who? Here, here's something else. So let's. There is so much to unpack here. Okay, mm-hmm. so much to unpack. Here is where I think we should start, all right? Always good to start with the positives, of course. What were some things for you? And it, this is just super broad, so it could be actors, storyline points, costume design, etc. cetera. What were some things for you that were just delights, right? Where you went, well, that was surprisingly great. Okay, Like your expectation was modest going in, and it was exceeded. Okay, I never,
0: ever in my life, you can ask Chance, you can ask anybody I talk to movies about. I never say this. I thoroughly enjoyed the cinematography Mm. of this movie. Mm -hmm. The cinematography for you was perfect. I think this is the best Gotham we've ever gotten. They all felt super realistic. It was kind of that grunge, dark, like... if. It felt like there were seriously scary parts. That's good. Of the yeah, city. I got to chew on that. Yeah, like, yeah, the iceberg lounge was perfect setting, like for all their stuff. Yeah. even like the warehouse. Wayne Manor was phenomenal. Although I, like, the the only weird thing I thought I thought was weird that it was kind of in the city.
1: Yeah, like it was in the city. That was right. Was, that was legitimately a reinterpretation. Yeah, <laughs> that that we've never seen that. As far as I know, in comics, certainly haven't seen it in movies a little bit with The Dark Knight where Bruce Wayne's living in the penthouse in the middle of the city. But yeah. at the same time, that's not nearly the same thing as saying, no, the Wayne family home is a skyscraper it's in the much, city.
0: Yeah, it's, it's center. Like, yes. And it, it is, it's still a mansion. Yep. But yep. it's like, it's the centerpiece. Yep. Which I, I thought was weird. So, my guess is like the Wayne business also takes place in the mansion. Mm. Like, they must sure. be two in one. That's a guess. Sure. It's a guess for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. That's a good like, pull. Yeah, the, the city. S- the cinematography was beautiful. Like, all yeah. the artwork was pr- beautiful. Him coming out of the fire after, after uh, he flips the penguin over, and the penguin's like, yeah, I got him. And he's like, nah. And he just does that walk, <laughs> yeah. and you can see. You can see the penguin's face go, i oh, I messed up. <laughs> I screwed up. I'm dead. I'm a dead man. Yep. But uh That's a great pull. That, that's yeah. probably one of the best like Yeah, yeah
1: surprises, right? You know you and I, there are some people I'm sure that go to films, go to movies. Look at me trying to sound sophisticated by calling it a film rather than a movie. Hilarious. A little self burn there. <laughs> that go to a movie looking particularly for the cinematography in terms of a, hey, this is going to dictate how much I enjoy this movie, right? Mm-hmm. But that that's not me either. Um, I, I think I've learned to appreciate it, but it's certainly not something that has ever been a relevant factor where I go, yeah, the cinematography was just kind of mediocre. It can stand out in a really positive way when the visuals are exceptionally unique, but that's what it takes for me to notice it. And so I think you're spot on with this movie. It was it was gorgeous, which is a weird thing to say because it was such a dark, like grim movie. But it was beautiful at the same time. It was beautiful. It
0: was It was amazing. And even like,
1: yeah, it was beautiful. It was. I say. But, it, um, it was. It was. It just like the so, the shots, there was so little like quick editing, right? From one shot to the next, it was just allowed to savor what we were taking in. Visually, I I enjoyed that. I appreciated the heck out of that.
0: Yeah, never say that about movies. Yeah, ever. That was the first time. Oh, that's yeah, great. Did, that's it. Rogue One. Yeah, he's got this dude's got a lot.
1: Yeah, Rogue One: A Star Wars Story for our guy. We're talking cinematographer, Greg Fraser. Greg yeah. Frazier, which is great. He's good. Yep, Dune, relatively recent. Rogue One: A Star Wars Story, outstanding. Zero Dark Thirty. Love that movie. That's incredible. So good for you, Mr. Frazier. Well done. Job well done. Something that I wanted to point out that I was really pleasantly surprised with as far as how I enjoyed it was the Batsuit. With the trailers when they originally came out, I was I, I, I was really nervous yes. that it was gonna that this movie was trying to intentionally strip the tech away from okay. Batman and it had gone too far down that path. Like the boots in particular, I remember seeing and thinking, oh, did he just like it, buy some...
0: But it added so much to the Walmart scenes.
1: specials and spray paint them black, but they were great. It, it genuinely worked really well because it didn't seem like a, a cheap, hastily cobbled together suit. It was a rough suit. It wasn't yeah. smooth. No. <laughs> but it was... You know, it was as close to Batman wearing like medieval armor.
0: Makes sense.
1: Yeah, in a suit that I've seen, like the shoulder plates that he had, the fact that he could just take a pounding in that suit, dude, he got was the incredible. Living shit, beat out of him. It was incredible. He got shot so many oh, times, so many times, so many times, and just walked straight through the gunfire consistently, multiple occasions. One exception but in general just just plowed right through it it was it was such a it was such a hulking like menacing suit it looked cool and the bat suit almost always looks cool yeah and so i was concerned with again the trailers leading into this movie i thought boy what they're showing us i'm not i'm nervous that they've gone too far down that hey let's strip it down a little bit and that did not happen at all. It was an outstanding suit. The fact that he could take the bat symbol right out of the chest, I think that's a feature in the Arkham games. Is it? I think I it remember. is. I I yep. haven't played it in yep. a while. It's been a long time since I've played those. But that was a sweet, sweet See, touch.
0: I saw that, and was like, mm. I was like, I don't know yep. how I feel about that's that. That's fair. Cause that's I was fair. like, I was like, oh, of course. <laughs> that, that was my whole thing. I was like, oh, of course. That's what that's there for. Of course, he can take that out. <laughs> that's what mine was. Sure. But sure. I will say, my love and hates with the suit. I think the boots really added to the, the scenes because yep. you could, you like, could hear him. You can hear him coming. This isn't the like,
1: guy that's been trained by the League of of Shadows. And or, sorry, well, League, League of
0: Assassins. You know what? He still can be. Sure. And then he just was like, but he's choosing to be loud. Well, because I think I think part of me thinks he wants it, like he wants them no to doubt. know he's coming. There is and no because doubt. that's what I love about this version of Batman at mm. this point in in the story is he's okay with taking hits. Mm-hmm. He he just wants to be in there. Mm-hmm. But um, and then the tech surprisingly that he had with yep. that suit, yep, like the uh, the tasers, right. And your 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 chest your chest batarang right and then uh, the fact that I, this this is the thing that I I have a little beef with but like just the fact that he had like a little pocket on his suit <laughs> for a shot injection for a, of a, I'm assuming adrenaline some people yep. online are like oh he made venom I'm like okay let's not go that far but just right. injecting Agreed. himself with in adrenaline I'm like and, and I'm like you're telling me. He cut out a little, perfectly pop cap size circle in his pants. He's Batman, just, baby. I was, I was just like, I was just like, really? I was like, really? I was like, okay, whatever. And then, uh, yeah, I I think they can improve on the cowl. The cowl's is not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Just and, and mm-hmm. I'm just talking the mask. Like everything yep. else yep. worked great for me, but like. I when also you're, when know, you're bringing
1: up the cowl, because it went too far down the, okay, this looks a little homemade yeah. action. But yep. I also know it's like this is probably his first suit. Mm. Like, mm-hmm.
0: whatever metal he's using, he needs to keep using it because <laughs> he's taking bullet holes left right? and you right. You save that for version two. Oh, yeah. But, like, yeah. I understand that this is not like the cleaner version yet. He's yep. not yep. fully mastered the suit. And I think that'll just come in time. Mm. But, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That he dude so violent. So violent.
1: I loved it. It was incredible. What else were you pleasantly surprised by? Cinematography's great pull. I enjoyed the suit. What else for you?
0: I think I think the relationship between him and Gordon. Mm. Was really phenomenal. Yeah. Because you can tell that they already had this established relationship.
1: There's already trust there. There's already a
0: lot of trust. Right? the commissioner doesn't like the relationship at all at this point in time because he's like, dude, why are you bringing this guy? Jim doesn't really care because he knows he's helping the city out. And there's just this like, yeah, there's this trust that's already established. They kind of have their own side gig. They kind of had that like, I know it's kind of from the movie a little bit, but it is kind of the good cop, bad cop Mm. in the sense like they work and they just work extremely well together. It felt like they were partners more than it was Mm. just – Gordon going, hey man, there's Hitting the trouble over signal here. Saying,
1: okay, well I'm in over my head here. Yep, go that's ahead a great and have point. fun. That's and a said, really good point.
0: Like Gordon was so useful in these yeah. movies. Not saying that he wasn't in like the other ones, but this one. No, just, no, we're this, just calling
1: out the positives here. This, yeah,
0: this relationship was just solid. Like,
1: yeah, a partnership all the
0: way around. I was, I was impressed.
1: Yeah, that that's really good, Riley. I I agree, and I don't think I appreciated it. Uh, as much as I should have, but you bringing it up and calling it that partnership is helpful to me because um, I, I really, really enjoyed Gary Oldman as he was phenomenal uh, as Gordon. He,
0: he might always be my favorite Gordon. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so I, I think so. I need to be careful because I don't want to play the comparison game, especially not in this discussion because both of those iterations of those characters have been terrific. Mm-hmm. But you're right. That was a real strength of the relationship um, with those with those two, with Batman and Gordon in this movie. And that that trust. And I like that they I like where they've chosen to start with the character in year two and just introducing both Gordon and Batman and we as the audience have to accept that hey, these guys have been through enough together where they've got this trust. And even though we haven't seen that, that that's something we can buy into. And they really pulled that off in this movie. Because there wasn't even conversation between, they didn't even reference, right? Gordon and Batman didn't reference, well, remember back in the day. Thank God. None of that. We None didn't of need that. it. it no, need- we didn't need it. And that was that's incredible. That's pretty rare to be put in the middle of a couple characters' stories and not have to have exposition to explain, why do you guys trust each other so completely? But they do. Mm-hmm. And that was that was really cool to see. And like you said, Gordon is an asset to Batman. Like he, Batman, knows that he needs Gordon, not just for access to crime scenes. Man, he can get into a crime scene after hours, as we saw, if he wants. But for the the partnership aspect of solving the crime was extraordinarily helpful to Batman. So, yeah, that's that's really great. I had no idea that Carmine Falcone was going to be such a critical part of this movie. We yep. knew that John Turturro had been cast as Falcone, but he was in none of the trailers. Absolutely zero. You, you think yeah right? I don't think I he was in any of them. I
0: See him just a, a touch because I can't remember if they show like kind of that funeral scene, and I can't remember if they show him coming out of that with Penguin or not, or if I'm thinking of like the first couple of like uh, set pictures.
1: I remember seeing the actor that played the commissioner in one of the trailers, and knowing how much of a physical transformation Colin Farrell had to go through, which was amazing. Which we'll get to that, right? Yeah. That was unreal. Um, I thought, well, maybe that's John. I was like looking for John Turturro in there, but then he, hes literally just in the movie as himself, John Turturro, aka in this case, Carmine Falcone. I, and it was—it it was great. Like he was—he was great. He was outstanding. He was such a slithery, slimy dude. Like, but a perfect perfect villain. And remember we were talking about, Hey, who's that villain that we don't know that's going to show up in this movie. And we were hypothesizing well, court of owls could kind of come to pass in this film, or maybe a different supervillain. I I had no idea that Carmine Falcone was going to be that guy, be that hidden villain that we hadn't really seen revealed in any of the marketing yet that, uh, that played such a significant role. He was great. That was such a weird
0: casting for me. First part. Yep. Like, you because the only other thing I've seen that actor in is Transformers movies. Oh my goodness! And if you remember oh how goodness. off the wall that just character that he played is, just a goof. I was waiting for that. I was yep. just waiting for. Yep. Where the shots go, I don't know. You know, kind of thing.
1: But um, one man alone, <laughs> betrayed by the country he loves. It's a hilarious scene hilarious. But that's my point. Like, yeah. I was just waiting for that, yeah. like... Waiting for the goof to show but, up.
0: And also, I think it's a weird, this is a weird twist, I thought, for them to just do. Yep. And that was making Carmine Catwoman's dad. I thought that was a weird twist, because in okay. the comics, her dad is already kind of a thief anyways. It's not Carmine, but it's like he had his own, like, criminal past and he's like, the cat or something.
1: Here's what's fascinating. It is Carmine Falcone in... Probably not like Batman canon necessarily, but in the the Long Halloween, which is one of my favorite Batman stories, came out late '90s I think. Long Halloween and then Dark Victory, we find out that Carmine Falcone is Catwoman's dad okay, in that story. So it, there's some comic precedent. Okay, now I'm for not it. as upset. Sure, but I understand I'll where you're coming it back. from. But I I wondered that because in fairness to you, when they made that reveal in the movie. I enjoyed it, but I also wondered. I'm like, does that does, does Is that, that work for someone that doesn't like hasn't read the comic? Or are they going okay? C- come on, that's a bit thin. I didn't need that for this character.
0: But at the same time, I was kind of glad because mm. when they like meet in yep. like the club, yep. it gave off that vibe of like, oh, oh, it was weird. Like, woo, they, woo. like they did goosebumps. Stuff. Right. That's what I was right. like. Oh, they did stuff. I was like, right. that makes me uncomfy. <laughs> and then then she's like, yeah, that's my dad. I'm like. Thank the Lord. So that means nothing gross <laughs> all happened. That, right? All that
1: discomfort that Selena like, Kyle is clearly feeling has nothing to do with a unfortunate, uh, quote unquote, romantic encounter. Has everything to do with the fact that, oh, this is uh, this is my dad. I hate him and uh, would love to kill him.
0: And I also, I mean, I love that they gave him the cat scratch. Yep. From the comics. Yeah. I don't. I I I was upset they killed him. I was upset that he mm. died. Okay. Just because I felt like there's still potential for his character. I I think it would have been cool for him to try to retake Gotham back from the Penguin. Sure. I also thought that was interesting that Penguin was following around and then just was like, you rat. I think he's like, screw you. That was awesome. You bitch. That was pretty
1: much. It's one of my favorite scenes where he's calling him out. Like it's a totally reckless, terrible move by the Penguin. Like Terrible. No tact whatsoever. Like he's being taken away by the good cops, right? The non-corrupted cops that the Penguin cannot manipulate. And he starts like name-calling Carmine Falcone in front of all these guys. And then he pulls out a gun to shoot the guy. And the only reason he doesn't is because the Riddler blows him away first. It's true. Incredible. Like the penguin is this close, this close to shooting Carmine Falcone in front of all the good cops in Gotham City, and therefore being incarcerated for life himself, and the Riddler bails him out without it was, knowing it. It was kind of badass, incredible. Because yeah, he's like so you, reckless.
0: You bitch, pretty much is what he he's said. Just furious you bitch with him. Your mind, I can't believe you did that shit.
1: Incredible. It was, it was incredible. It was good. Yeah, it was incredible. Let's let's just get into it, all right? With with the penguin, we keep referencing the guy. We got to talk about it. I couldn't believe how good he looked. Couldn't that, believe it. like Colin Farrell. Like I'm, we're looking at a picture of Colin Farrell as the penguin right now. I still don't see Colin Farrell there. He looks like good. I hear him. I can hear him in there enough to go. Sure, that's Colin Farrell. But that was unreal, unreal makeup and costume design to pull that off. I that's st- incredible. I still wanted the webbed hands. <laughs> That's
0: right. That's I don't right. think we got that. Don't think we will. But it's fine, I guess. Because um, the rest looks good. I kind of hope the top hat and the monocle come in at some point. Because he already had the cane, didn't he? Did he have the cane yet? I can't remember. <sighs> Alfred if he had, had the a cane. cane. Alfred definitely had a cane. I can't remember if he yet. I don't think so. Have, no, he was caneless. So. He was caneless. So we just need uh, we need Batman to brutally wound one of his knees. So he limps around with Kane. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah.
0: But I also th- was not comfortable with Ozzie. Ozzie. I wish they didn't like just, the Oz. No, I just just stick with Penguin. Or, I love that they I love Cobblepot. that they used both.
1: I love that they used both. Like that they were legitimately calling him the Penguin, and that it wasn't this. In that they were just direct and open with it. It wasn't a. Oh, this is kind of weird. Penguin, wink, wink. This is silly. Let's never call him that again. That was cool. I, I liked that they I'm, embraced it. I'm cool with Cobblepot. I okay. enjoy them calling him "cowboy." Ozzy just seems like hey, it seems gangster. Seems gangster. I was okay with it.
0: Crazy train, <laughs> you know. But maybe that's just me. That's all but right. That's all right. He was the whole uh, chase scene with him and uh, or with Ooh. the Batman? Oh, fantastic,
1: dude! I love how how reckless this guy is. How nuts the penguin? he is? Yes, yes, where he's he thinks he's got Batman pinned down prior to that chase scene, I and got he's just, you. you know. Hey, Vengeance, come on out. Just ready to blow him away, unbeknownst to him.
2: I got you. Right,
1: Batman yeah. has escaped. And then that was another one of this, the coolest coolest scenes another savor this moment where we get I don't know how like legitimately how long but we get a nice good stretch of time where Batman's just revving the engine of the Batmobile was, just to just I, to let the penguin and his boys feel it like that was great I, that was so freaking great
0: so I saw so much on the Batmobile and I'm like I am I'm not sold on that car right I'm not right and then that scene starts up and I'm like and, I'm sold <laughs> I was like, right? uh, "Let me hop in shotgun. <laughs> uh, I'll be Robin. <laughs> sweet, right? But yeah, there was, it was just—it was unnecessarily long, almost correct. But it was definitely it was
1: egregious. It was definitely a taunt at that point. It's like correct. You think you have a cool car? Yeah. This is what I made, right? You think you got me? No, no, I got you.
0: <laughs> it's beautiful.
1: Totally agree with you on the Batmobile. I got—I was not in on the design of the Batmobile. Again, as we saw it." in the trailers but when it when that puppy got unleashed in the movie and i think it has everything to do with the sound like that was just a that's a strong sound
0: that's a that's a a muscle car right there that's a strong
1: sound that's got some fast and furious nos in the engine right there and he's just i mean the shape and look of it good enough for me i'm not i'm not saying i've like embraced it as this was the coolest batmobile i've ever seen but good start. The sound was great, I can get on board. I liked how, as far as how it seemed to handle, how it was like just this big hunk of metal on wheels that when you got it going in a certain direction, it's gonna take a while for that puppy to stop going that direction. Sideways, forward, either <laughs> whatever direction. Yeah. It was not necessarily clunky, but just heavy in how it moved. She's a, she's a
0: strong car. That was so sexy. That was great. Sure.
1: That was really cool. That was really, really frigging cool. What an awesome scene. Just awesome. That's great. Yeah. And the Penguin, here's something that I think is worthwhile. Like, the Penguin made it tough on the Batman. Like oh, for sure. That physically, right, as it's portrayed in the comics, is typically something that we go, okay, that's a clear mismatch, Batman and Penguin. Right. You've got four-foot-six Oswald Cobblepot, who makes noise with his like web that. hands, right, yeah. making them
0: <laughs> web hands and an umbrella. Yeah. Pretty
1: tough, pretty tough. And you have he Batman, have who's teeth, not four though. foot six, who's the inverse of that. His teeth are freaky. So I yeah, I liked, I really liked this version of the Penguin. Like he's a big hulking dude. He's arrogant. He's reckless. He's dangerous. He open, like that is a dangerous penguin.
0: He openly mocks the Batman yeah. and James Gordon while he's tied up. Yes. He's going, you idiots.
1: Yes. Not you don't know Spanish. <laughs> Incredible. Incredible. Uh it is funny. So that was that was outstanding. Any those are some great positives, Riles. Any other surprising positives for you that are that are jumping
0: out they didn't kill anyone off really
1: yep minus carmine
0: right that's the only like right. main character that yep. we lost yep and i'm like in in the future and we're big play.
1: advocates for that right just in case you're wondering we love it when people don't die yeah for sure in the movies because
0: i feel like okay carmine's okay to not move on with because he is that minor more minor villain for Batman. He's more of that gangster. There's other threat. guys that can fill and yes, fill that role. There's other guys that yep. can fill it, and yeah.
1: And and frankly, him dying gets out of the way for the Penguin to yes. step into a bigger role in this particular universe. Because so, now he's taken over. Yep, it will be him. Yep. His, he's yeah. the number two. So here we go. There's your default new number one.
0: Yeah, and that will be that will be good. But it it also like. Like as you could like in the end of the movie, you have the Riddler talking to Joker, and at, now was that talk necessary? No, but it is necessary in the sense that okay, they're not done with that Riddler, mm. and I'm okay right. with that because right. his his look in this was
1: super freaky, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
0: I'll, I'll be I'll be that guy. I I kind of want to see that comic accurate costume at some point. Okay, but. For the costume fitting, it really fit the vibe of what the Riddler was in this, and he's just yeah. a crazy serial killer in this, and that's that's okay. Yeah, it, well, I, it was. I, would you call him a serial killer?
1: One hundred percent. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, he fits the bill. Uh, yeah. His. So to to piggyback off what you're saying, totally agree on keeping almost everyone of note alive. That's fantastic. That that's great because I, I want more time with all those characters and movies when you think about it are such a like compare it to a miniseries right where you've got eight episodes about 50 minutes long 400 solid minutes of storytelling right if you're going to kill a character off that you've introduced at the beginning of that series you're going to kill them off at the end okay you've had a long stretch of time to develop that character for us as the audience to get to know them maybe make our peace with them moving on and have enough time for them to if death is necessary for them, for their character arc to conclude, right? Mm-hmm. Movies, even a three-hour movie, right? That's still 180 minutes. That's still less than half of that miniseries time that we get. So if you're going to introduce a villain in the movie and then kill that villain off in the same movie or just dismiss them entirely for ever, that is a pretty... That's a pretty short amount of time mm-hmm. to get with a character. So more and more, I, I, I keep coming to your side as well with, dude, keep these villains alive. Like, don't kill them off. Defeat them, fine, but why would they be dead? There's so much more that can be done with that character. Be- so totally agree with your point here.
0: And because it feels like, yes, this is kind of it's kind of like an origin story almost for Batman, but it's more yeah. of like a a beginning. It felt like that for the Riddler, too. Like, this yep. is just where he's getting started. Mm. And mm-hmm. it's kind of implied. Like, I know some people are like, oh, why'd they have him talk to the Joker? I understand that. But I think he has to talk some with somebody on that level okay. of nuts, yep. psych, psycho, psychopathy, where yep. he's like, and that other guy's like, dude, you don't have to be done. You mm-hmm. think this is it? Oh, mm-hmm. this doesn't have to be mm-hmm. it. Because then he's like, oh, it yep. gives him hope. Because yep. then he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to fully go go with this Riddler mm-hmm. vibe. And I, fig- I think I figured out why Paul Dano's such a creepy looking dude I think it's because he's got baby face
1: yes I think it's purely because yes. he has baby face yep and his voice is such a gentle voice like when it's just Paul Dano speaking he has a really soft voice like he has a he has a soft baby face and he has a soft voice but when he and I gotta give him credit he's just a talented dude when he injects a little bit of something other than soft in his voice boy it gets real creepy real fast oh for sure yeah
0: like i think he just needs a full beard or something and then he'll come off less creepy i was gonna say a mustache but the dude can't go mustache either that'll make it worse gosh you gotta go full beard yep yep and then maybe
1: it'll look better which is a bearded guy you can say i
0: can say yeah but that dude's got baby face syndrome Yep. that's why he's so creepy yeah pretty tough and that's just genetics man i'm sorry
1: yep uh, Paul just looks like how Paul looks, and he's parlayed that into a, I would imagine, fairly lucrative career. So he good on f- you, Paul. Phenomenal in this. Yeah, I uh, so totally agree with with your take there. The uh, let's pick a couple nits. We've we've been really positive, and that's good. We we don't need to get to we don't need to go into negative town. I don't think there's a lot to go into negative town for, quite frankly. I don't think so either. But you brought up the design of the Riddler. I I don't know. I don't know what I want the Riddler to look like. Like, I'm not sure if I want to go full comic um, question mark heavy Riddler or not. But this was definitely the Riddler as Hush. Like, from a design perspective, it looked way more like Hush than it did the Riddler. Like, with just the wrapped face, the the trench coat that he's wearing, it, it looked like. The Riddler was just being hush. That's what it felt like to me, and I don't know that that's necessarily negative. But nothing about the look says the Riddler. Nothing from the comics, right? Like when, when I'm picturing the, the Riddler mark
0: on the trench coat. Like, yep, yeah, yeah, yep. that's it. Yeah, you're right.
1: Yep. So that that's just a knit to pick. It's not a. It's just a knit. It's not a gripe where I'm going. Man, I feel robbed. I was looking for the Riddler and looking forward to that style, and I didn't get that. It just, I don't know that I necessarily feel super excited about that.
0: That's the Riddler I like. Yep. That's It's yep. it's mm-hmm. subtle enough. I don't need Jim Carrey. I have question marks everywhere. It's freaking Christmas. But I do like, I like the question mark cane. I feel like that's like a staple. Yep. And like the green tuxedo. Right. And I would have been okay get with that. Get the green in there. That's fair. That would have been fine, and that's all you need for the Riddler.
1: Yep. Yeah, th-
0: that's all. But fair enough. Yeah, I-, I definitely get the hush vibes now. Yep. Here, th- there's one. There's only one part I was confused about in this movie. This is. I. This can kind of be a little bit of a nitp- nitpick, yep. I guess. Yep. So towards the end, when Batman's on his adrenaline rush and sure. he's beating the shit out of that one guy. Yep. And then uh, he goes, "I know you," and he's like, a "Vengeance." I was very confused on who that was. That got the shit beat out of him.
1: I don't think it's anybody in particular.
0: Chance said it was the guy that you see earlier at the funeral. Okay. That has that weird staring thing with Bruce.
1: Oh, man. Wow, I'm drawing a complete blank but here. right? Wow. I didn't
0: pick up on that. Yeah. There's one that he kind of talks to Bruce. It's just this random dude that talks to him a little yeah. bit.
1: At the funeral or yeah, just... At the funeral,
0: yeah. He comes in and he's like, isn't this all kind of crazy and something like mm. that? And and then Bruce is kind of talking to him and mm, he okay. realized that dude's kind of nuts. And, but then they have that weird oh, stare. Oh, okay. Him. Yeah. that's <gasps> Chance said that's who that was. Okay, okay. But I didn't pick up on that.
1: I didn't think so. I, I, I've got two very different images in my mind of those actors' faces. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think that's it. If, if Chance is right, kudos to you, Chance. I'm going to scroll through some IMDb cast list here um, to see if I can pick up on any, any hints or any clues. So possible. But possible.
0: I guess another nitpick, too, was that, well, because at the time, when the, the reveal ha- first happens with Thomas and Martha Wayne, I was kind of like, uh, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like them being dirty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I don't like them being compromised yep. cuz I think that takes away from Bruce. Sure. Because to me, I feel like I feel like if he would've been told that and if Alfred somehow was in a coma, he kills whoever's next. Like I think his whole kill rule goes out the window. I don't think he cares anymore.
1: Sure. You know. Sure. So
0: cuz for him there's no reason to leave people alive cuz he's like, "Oh, my parents were shitty." Right. I'm not shitty. Right. Or I or I can be shitty because they are who I look up to.
1: Okay. Sure.
0: Oh, that's a creepy looking dude.
1: Yeah, there's that guy. Yeah, see, I think this is the dude that was on, on mass. So I think different... Uh, you think there are different I think different people? individuals. Okay, that's what I thought. I, but, but I respect Chance's uh, perspective Well, I was there. just
0: confused because he's like, I've seen you before. Mm. And I was like, is this another villain setup? I was super confused. Yeah.
1: but I think it was more just kind of a generic... I was su- Statement rather than a specific actual call to him having seen him.
0: I think it was cool to see that the Wayne family and the Arkham family are the two major families yep. that yep. set Gotham up. Right. I think that's important yep. because I think that does set up for a Court of Owls possibility. Oh I think gosh. that sets up for lots oh of gosh. possibilities. Yeah.
1: I think it's certainly there if if they don't if they choose not to go down that road. Okay. But my goodness, it sure feels like they want to. Yeah. And then it's so.
0: You have that, and then you have where um, I thought it was weird for them to point out Martha did spend some time in the loony bin. Mhm. Mhm. Because we don't know why she spent time in the loony bin. Yep. And I mean, she is the Joker when it comes to the flashpoint. So I mean, I guess it's kind of accessible there, where you're like, okay, I guess her character is susceptible to that. But I was still confused on why. Yep. And then to see Thomas be like, oh i'm cu- I'm gonna try to save my wife and then he didn't intend for whatever happened happened yep. that makes sense to me yep but then I was I was also worried like oh great so now carmine killed his parents he's gonna do something to carmine and then mm-hmm. they're like I love how Alfred pointed out he's like, I don't know who shot your, your parents in that alley it could yep. have been, but it could have been just some ra- random mugger at the time yep. and carmine got lucky yep like. And I, I appreciated that from that standpoint, but they don't like really mention if Bruce was there or not. I thought that was kind of weird. It almost sounded like Bruce wasn't present hmm. during the shooting. But maybe that's just me inferring okay. off that inference.
1: Yep, yep. But yeah, I don't remember them saying directly that he wasn't. Um, I, I I missed if that was if that was what they were going for. I missed that what was really powerful for me was really early in the movie when the son of the mayor is sitting in the room where he found his you know dead dad and Batman's just looking at him and without them actually showing a literal flashback to when Bruce yeah. Wayne was around his dead parents to me that was a a direct really strong reference. yes direct reference to Bruce being where his parents you know, being around his parents when they were shot. Now killed. that you
0: bring that up, I bet he was there for yeah. Sure.
1: So I, I feel more that strongly more about sense. that, um, but it's mm-hmm. it's possibly went a different direction. I yeah, I don't know how I feel with the direction they chose to go with with his parents. Um, it worked as part of the story as far as complicating the relationship that Bruce Wayne felt like he had with. Carmine Falcone um, and his own parents. Like, I, I get that a little bit. Um, and it sh- gave us some time between Bruce and Alfred, which that is something I would have enjoyed a lot more of. There just wasn't a lot of Alfred, oh, Bruce and Alfred in this movie. Yes. I agree. Yes. And what little we got was terrific. Loved Andy Circus the little bit we got of him, so I really wanted more of that, and we just didn't get a lot of that because we just frankly didn't get a lot of Bruce Wayne time. Like, there was just so no. little Bruce time, um, but that's not so much a nit as it is, boy, did we get a lot of Batman, well, which was yeah, great.
0: And I think that was kind of the point of the movie. One hundred percent. He kind he's, so he's completely that. abandoned the Bruce Wayne persona. Mm-hmm. He, uh, mm-hmm. he he hurt me when he said, "You're not my dad." Oh. That one hurt me. And I wasn't even in the movie. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh,
1: that, that, that always hurts. So anyway, I, I, I don't know yet how I feel about what they've shown us and revealed to us about this version of Thomas and Martha Wayne. My hunch is that in future movies that'll be fleshed out a little bit more. So I'm keeping a I'm keeping myself kind of in neutral with that. I, I don't mind it, but I, I would be dishonest if I'm saying, Oh well, I'm a fan of that. Like, no nah, I I, I prefer the traditional. Hey, Thomas and Martha were these solid, upstanding citizens, which I still think they were. But they I certainly they this movie certainly um, added a lot more gray sure to their perfect, color,
0: mm-hmm. which is fine. Mm-hmm. I don't think they need to. Be yeah, perfect. which
1: in general is mm-hmm. fine. That's human. Uh, they just. I think the movie was misdirecting us for long enough to believe that not only were they not perfect, but they were actually part of the problem, like a mm-hmm. big part of the problem. That that taste kind of stuck with me a little bit, where I haven't completely washed that clean. To go, oh no, okay, they're not they're not messing with, with Thomas and Martha as, and trying to turn them into some kind of villain of the past. Yeah, so, so I was grateful for that, but we'll see we'll see where this movie proceeds. I thought Zoe Kravitz was terrific. as Selena Kyle too. that was incredible. She was good. That was a great Selena Kyle,
0: dude. Her and Bruce is like. Relationship throughout the entire movie I was like this is Batman and Catwoman yeah we were finally getting like yep. an accurate they crushed it relationship Again, another
1: comic accurate relationship it was terrific
0: we didn't have to have some random damsel in distress just inserted into the story yeah for Bruce to just abandon all moral compass for
1: yeah uh, I would like to know Rachel. where on earth she <laughs> where on earth she learned how to crack a safe because she seemed really well practiced and adept at that uh, and we got Zero explanation for where she got those skills, but a little nit little to pick. I think we'll find it later. A little nit to pick. I wasn't too worried about it. How about the fact that Alfred, did you catch this line where he's talking to Bruce about how, hey, I can train you how to fight? So the inference being Alfred is the one who has trained Bruce. Not a, hey, Bruce left Gotham City, trained with the League of Assassins, and now he came back, and he's got all these skills.
0: I still, where were you with that? I still think it's possible for both to be true. Okay, that's because
1: fair. Because from what I... doesn't have to be an either or. Because
0: did you ever watch the Gotham TV show? Nope. Okay, so nope. it takes place... It's pretty much an origin story for all of Batman. Yep. That's the TV show. It yep. focuses on Jim Gordon right. as he rises up the ranks in Gotham PD. But it also shows... A young Bruce Wayne, and now I only watched like the first four seasons before I kind of fell off. Sure, but how, how many seasons did that end up? Going I want to say him? like six or seven. Wow, but um, wow. okay. And from what I watched and saw, it was pretty good.
1: Yeah, but I heard good things. I think it was actually well made. So, but Alfred does start
0: training him at a young age. Mm-hmm. So Alfred trains him. Sure. At like ten and twelve, and by the way, the guy who plays Alfred in Gotham is phenomenal. 10 out of 10 guy sure but um but yes they he kind of trains him a little bit and then i don't know what happens my guess is he does leave because at the end of the show he he becomes batman sure but um so i don't know afterwards sure what happens but yeah mm. i i think both is a possibility i think right i think uh alfred got him as far as he could and then he realized okay i need more and then right. left Right, because I don't know, but that's just me. I I think they should. I think they should leave that open. Also, the guy who played Harvey Bullock. I was waiting for a Harvey Bullock to be in this. <laughs> the guy who plays Harvey Bullock in this show is phenomenal yeah, too. Donald Logan. Those two. Those two's relationship throughout that entire movie is, or through that entire show is amazing. Yeah.
1: Um. I've seen Donald Logan and some other things, and he's he's good. He's good. At what and he then does.
0: Uh, actually, that guy right there, the the guy who plays a. Uh, the, uh, yeah the guy who plays penguin in the yep. show yep is from iowa ah that's an iowan sure. actor right there okay. robin lord taylor that a boy and then the guy who plays uh riddler that's the guy who plays yep. riddler he did a phenomenal job too yeah they were actually they did really good job of casting and sure stuff.
1: yeah that's a legit show that's great yeah i i thought selena kyle i thought that portrayal and like you said her relationship with batman was their relationship was ter- was terrific was really terrific I think, like, with this movie, Riles, I, as I have had the opportunity to process it, I am really eager to go see it again because it was so freaking dark. Like, the Riddler was nasty, man. Oh, he's a psycho. He was nasty. And I I know we've had adversaries that we've seen of Batman's that have been evil, bad, dark, all those things. But I think what was so different for me with this particular adversary for Batman is the Riddler is a rational serial killer. Like he has clear cut reasons and motives for what he's doing. He's not just doing it like the Joker for the F of it because it's fun. He's doing it because he is convinced it's the right thing to do. Yeah. And that was terrifying. That was really terrifying. And then, I mean, he is killing people in very unclean fashion, like nasty. Hey, I'm going to torture you quite a bit, actually, before I actually kill you. That was unsettling, really unsettling. And so where I'm going with this is I was so worried that that was all we were going to get from this movie, the darkness, the depravity and i get it like that's that's part of the batman character like he's in he's in that muck he's in that mire but part of what for me is so valuable about the batman character and why i had have enjoyed it for years is that he responds to that with more than just the vengeance and the rage he responds to it with hope a very imperfect flawed version of hope but he's not this hopeless Individual that's just beating people for the heck of it. And that's who this Batman was for a good chunk of the movie. And so by the time it reaches the conclusion and the Riddler, or close to the conclusion, the Riddler is confronting Batman with the reality that, hey man, you're my inspiration. Like, I exist because of what you have done. You inspired me to go down this path. And the Batman takes that and goes, like, this cannot be what I produce. I have to do more than just be angry and be vengeance and be the embodiment of vengeance i have to be this embodiment of hope that is where the movie went from i'm feeling like i've admired it but i haven't enjoyed it to where that just transitioned to okay you've got me now i'm in we've got some genuine character transformation here we've got hope to go along with all the rest of this dark nasty baggage Hope is the response to all of this. Now I'm in. So I ended up enjoying this movie, but it has taken me time to process it. That's part of the reason why, now that I know how it ends, I want to go back and watch it again because I think I'll enjoy it more not having to be on edge going, man, is this just going to be depressing? It's like, no, it it finishes on a high note. It finishes in a very redemptive, hopeful fashion, and, and that's worthwhile to me. So that's where I'm at with this well, with this movie. Just overall,
0: that whole final scene with him and the Riddler, yep. the final scene between those two. Yes, where it was just him going Bruce Wayne, and then like you could see like Bruce processing all this and being like, "This guy knows who I am." Shit. Well, that too, <laughs> and even after that scene, Chance asked me after the movie. He's like, "Dude, so did the Riddler like figure uh, out who he was?" And uh-huh. I go, "No." Yep. He didn't. Because yep. at the end, it, as like of that whole conversation, you like, listen, he says. he's It's like, tricky. Like, it's great misdirection. It, it is. Because yeah. he's like, he's the only one we didn't get. Because mm-hmm. he's like, you and I were trying to work together to get that guy. Yeah. yeah. And, um, right. But, like, and then I think that, I mean, because you do, you see pretty much the character development within yes. that one scene where yes. he's like, oh crap what have i become yeah and then i somebody I, I saw this online it's not something that i said or realized but somebody really we'll give pointed, you credit for it but somebody really pointed out like when he drops into the water mm. he pretty much is baptized in a mm-hmm. sense and becomes the symbol of hope in mm-hmm. a sense
1: yeah rises anew yeah and, and then he's heavily a symbolic people. scene it was great but, it was great yeah i i've i've heard from multiple people that during that scene when he rises up out of the water, they're like, I got genuinely emotional during that scene. And it's it's great. It's great. And so because of that payoff, this movie to me, all that darkness, like I'll take it for that. I wasn't sure at first, and as I processed it and gone, no, that was that was worthwhile. I'm I'm in. I'm fascinated just from a like to pull back a little bit from a more broad lens perspective i'm fascinated how many people will go see this movie and enjoy it as much as other batman movies because it is it's just a dark tough movie like people die hard in this movie and it takes a while for it to get to like if it's a three-hour movie it takes till the two-hour 50-minute mark before we've got that that hope was this pg-13 yeah
0: it was PG-13. Yeah, that's hard, that's PG-13. That's a hard PG-13. That's a hard PG-13. Because I, I, I definitely felt more rated R.
1: Yes. Yeah. I definitely felt more rated it, R. It, boy, it, it's right up against that line. Um, so uh, it, it doesn't matter to me in terms of my own enjoyment, um, but I am also just fascinated to see, since public response tends to influence what comes next, I am fascinated to see if they hold to this dark of a tone or if it gets just a squish lighter with the inevitable sequels. Which I got to say, I'm stoked. Like I am very excited to see what comes next from this whole group of characters. And that is pretty incredible. They just gave us an origin story for Batman. Without once showing us his childhood, without taking us back Thank over God. that right. we didn't need to. No, we didn't need to. That's incredible. This was a Batman origin story without delving into anything other than one week in his life. It stayed fully in the present. There were no flashbacks. There are very few references to the past or his Bruce Wayne's past in particular, other people's past, but not Bruce's. That is incredible. That's something else.
0: And we didn't what was I gonna say?
1: So there's more of Alfred that we need to see in the future. Yes, I agree. Um, I I would like to see old Bob Pattinson show off his Bruce Wayne a little bit more. I would too. I, um, I'm
0: hoping he learns how important. I, and I think I think it was kind of implied too with his talk with the yep. mayor, the mayor elect. Yes, is that she's like, you know, your parents did a lot for this city. Mm-hmm. You should be doing stuff too. Right. And at the time, he's like, oh, I'm Batman. <laughs> but like, right. now he's like. Probably coming out of that, he's like, okay, I can do a lot more overall. Yeah, and like I think we'll see that. It was
1: fascinating. Like, this version of Batman did not want to be Bruce Wayne at all. Like, he had yeah. no interest in it. He wanted vengeance. He was he already a recluse. Like, they told him, dude, you're already a recluse. And we don't know. Alfred talked a little bit, but they didn't dive into it as far as his financial status. He's actually still doing okay because he's living in yeah. the freaking skyscraper of Wayne Tower. Uh, but. At the same time, there was a really strong inference that, hey, things aren't well in the public eye towards Bruce Wayne. And
0: I think you start – I think you – as you're watching this, you kind of see him learn like, okay, I can get stuff done Mm. as Bruce for Batman.
1: Yep, Because
0: he goes into that funeral scene as Bruce Wayne. Right, He goes into uh, the Iceberg Lounge to talk to Carmine Falcone as Bruce Wayne because he realizes Batman.
1: If I'm Bruce Wayne, I walk up to the door and I'm in. If I'm Batman, yeah. I gotta beat all these dudes. And
0: they're gonna wonder why I'm questioning <laughs> about Thomas and Martha Wayne. Right. <clears throat> so I think I think he's gonna get to that point in that second movie where he's like, okay, I can get just as much done as Bruce. There's some things Bruce can do that Batman mm. can't. Mm-hmm. Vice versa, there's some things Batman yep. can do that Bruce can't. Yeah. I think I think they'll see that. Yeah. I just feel like ba- the Batman Man a man. man- managed to accomplish in one movie what it took the newest spider-man trilogy to do in three mm. like we That's got fair. we got to You're see right. we got to see peter parker fully become spider-man and then two three months later we get to see bruce become the batman or yep. the batman become fully what the batman is supposed to be
1: yes yeah a more fully developed version of what what we would expect to see and what we'd hope to see. And I think, yeah, that's great. And that,
0: yeah. So, and that's why I'm hoping we do get Robin in the second one because mm-hmm. that will help further his development mm-hmm. as a, as a hero yep. because he has to mentor this kid. And now I right. was like, oh, oh crap, I'm going to influence on this kid now. Yeah. I think that would be, I think that'd be interesting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I mean, we could good grief. I, I feel like we could go on and on, on this movie and we've already gone we're this is gonna be our three-hour podcast it won't be we won't we won't do that but what a phenomenal flick i'm looking forward to seeing it again and we'll we'll have plenty of opportunity in the coming years quite frankly oh for sure to rehash uh different aspects of this movie and with each subsequent batman movie that comes out there'll be more opportunity to come back to this well-tread earth but for now, we should transition on to, well, wait a minute, just more Batman related topics. So, spin off shows. Yes. So, what do we got?
0: For sure. So, there was a Gotham Police Department TV show that was going to go on HBO Max. That yep. got pushed back in a sense. And they they're pretty much saying this show evolved from that show, and it's going to be Arkham Asylum. Yep. And it's going to focus on all the inmates of Arkham Asylum. Mm. I think that's got the most potential out of all of the shows that we're going to mention. But the other show that's confirmed for sure is the Penguin. Yep. And it will be focused on Colin Farrell's Penguin taking over. It's wild. Taking over the crime, uh, the mob scene. I'm in. I think so too. I think it'll be cool to see like minor mobsters yeah that you're like oh that's a batman villain and then just
2: (laughs) i think that would be cool that's great and
0: then um the one that's rumored right now is uh catwoman getting an hbo series okay okay but um yes um this is also something cool that has nothing this uh matt this is all stuff matt reeves confirmed i sent this to chance today nice Um, so the batman has already encountered the joker in the first two years Okay. The Joker has a birth defect on his face. That's why he can't stop smiling. Okay. Um, his take is inspired by the man who laughs. I, I don't know much about that. Same. Um the Joker is also a serial killer, not a fully fledged joker. And then uh Fascinating. And then okay. Uh, okay. I feel like there was more to that, but I guess that's it. That's great. But uh yes.
1: Okay. I know I said we were done. Can't can't be done yet because I forgot to ask this question. I got to ask it. Looking ahead, who – just just make one pick for now. We'll unpack this more in later episode. Who would you love to see as one of the primary villains in the next Batman movie? Okay, so
0: Matt Reeves said that there's a potential for Mr. Freeze. So I won't include Mr. Freeze. I okay. will say okay. I am very hyped for that to be the case because that is a, a unique – it would be a unique, not not necessarily unique, but it would be a new serious take on a character that mm-hmm. got...
1: Just goofed. G- goofed Just entirely. Just goofed.
0: With 70-plus ice puns. Oy. Yeah. Played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Why was it Arnold, Arnold for that? Anyways.
1: Because he could say, cool it. Chill out.
0: Anyways. You know, after all this, now... Normally, I, in this circumstance, I would probably say Clayface. But if they're doing Arkham Asylum and they're establishing all these villains, I really want Hush. Okay. I really want Hush. Okay. And that is probably surprising. But yeah. that is a new character. Yeah. I think it would be cool to see Bruce start to open up again mm-hmm. with Thomas, yep. Elliot. Yeah. I think that would be phenomenal to explore. Um, if Arkham Asylum's already established all these villains, they can pretty much just pick from the toy box on who yeah. they want to use for the movie, yep. to manipulate. And I think, I think it'd be phenomenal. I think that's who I want is a, is Hush.
1: That's gold. That's I, a great choice. I don't
0: need Joker. I think honestly, I think the Joker's role in this is just to say that he's there, and I think they're saving him I for you. later.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Save the Joker for later. Save it for movie six, uh, not, I not movie two.
0: The laugh needs work, too. We'll <laughs> There's time. Digress. There's time.
1: Uh, love, your, love your pick of Hush. That's great. Quarter Owls is what I want. I know it's not an individual, but that is that is the entity that I would adore seeing in a Batman movie. It's such a phenomenal, villainous concept for the character of Batman. That's what I would love to see And
0: now. I, I think they would work really well with the Riddler mm-hmm. in the sense that the Riddler could have found out about them a little bit and then yes. been like Bruce or Batman yeah. and be like, there's something else here yeah. at play. And then watch them be like, okay, we use him here. Mm-hmm. This is how he found out about this. Because mm-hmm. did he, I'm assuming he found out because he lived in that apartment that all those guys were bad. I can't remember fully, and I could be wrong. But for me, it would have been cooler for them to, like, he didn't find out on his own. Sure, sure. Like, they knew that guy was yep. in nuts in the brain.
1: Yep. Fed him some information. Yeah, so that, that'd that be really awesome. Well, those HBO Max spinoffs, I tell you what, out of those three that you mentioned, all three of them, I, I, would, I would watch. I would enjoy. So it is going to be fascinating to see. What comes next, and there is a whew, there is a rich, rich roster of of characters to explore in this universe. So, I'm I'm impressed. I'm excited, and quite frankly, pleasantly surprised. My expectations were pretty modest going into I, this, so I'm so glad that they were exceeded. Pumped, it's going to be great.
0: I just want a villain that we haven't seen done well or haven't seen at all. Yeah, that's my preference. And also, I do kind of. I am kind of leaning more towards Mr. Freeze because I think it's important for people to see like, okay, yeah, Batman does fight these realistic kind of grounded villains, mm-hmm. but I think it's also important to see the Batman taking on a Clayface, taking on a Mr. Freeze, taking on a man bat because that's what he does. Yep. He also, he handles all the freaks, Yep. not just mental, but also physical. And I think that's important. Because that, that's why Batman's Rogue's Gallery is so good, because there's so many different
1: varieties, kinds, right? Varieties, absolutely.
0: Yeah. yeah. And that's what I hope we see.
1: Yeah. That's great. Love it, Riles. Okay. Great Batman talk. Absolutely adore it. We need to hit up the news that on the Marvel side of things, prior to Disney+, Plus, believe it or not, boys and girls, there was a time when Disney+, Plus did not exist and rule over all of us. It does now, and we are happy, obedient subjects. Thank you, Mickey. (laughs) Thanks, Walt. But in that time, the previous high deity of entertainment, Netflix, produced Marvel shows. Most notable of which, right? What was Daredevil? Incredible. The devil. Our guy Charlie Cox portraying Matt Murdock and. Crushing it. A little bit of a theme here as I come to think of it. Um, The only other actor to have portrayed Daredevil, Ben Affleck, didn't do a great job. Previous Batman that didn't do a great job, Ben Affleck. A little bit of a theme. A little bit of a theme. Hey, Ben Affleck is uh, the guy before the guy. He doesn't look good in tights. No. Move on, Ben. Move on. So those Netflix shows, Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and the defenders. Am I missing any? I that I covered Fist. them. Thank you. I was did Iron you Fist.
0: Did you just say Punisher. I
1: think you did. Is the Punisher coming to Disney Plus? I'm assuming all of them are. Wow. If that is, that's uh, that's some that's some fresh, not kid-friendly content. Well,
0: all I heard was Disney was up upping their parental uh, like, uh
1: sure, and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Anyway, point is, breathe some fresh life into what were largely well-regarded and enjoyed shows. I know I watched the entirety of the Daredevil run, loved it, really liked the first season, loved the third season, enjoyed the first half of the second season that included The Punisher, less enthusiastic about the second half of season two. Um, I watched the first season of Jessica Jones. Phenomenal. It was phenomenal. It also just made my stomach hurt because, boy, did people die hard in that show. Second season was not,
0: yeah. Second season, I, I didn't watch yep. the third season. I'm pretty sure there is a third season. Is there season. a third season? I think yeah.
1: so. So I don't think it finished terribly strong. So a mixed a mixed bag altogether, but fun to see some fresh life. And perhaps, as again, as the multiverse on the Marvel side continues to expand, feels like the timing is not an accident to bring those characters into the streaming platform fold. Because... Don't know how much we'll actually see them in Marvel cinematic content, but we do know we've already gotten our daredevil tees in far from home or sorry, far from home. Goodness, Jordan, no way home.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Is it, is, is it for sure? confirmed they're coming to Disney plus? Yes. Okay. Cause I feel like some of those would do better on like a Hulu where they can kind of just be darker. But I also understand them wanting to keep all their Marvel stuff together on Disney. My only hope and my only request is if they are for sure going to do this, that they don't take away from the show and they keep those tones if they decide to continue.
1: Mm, Sure.
0: That is my only request. That's why I'm kind of watching the Moon Knight series. I'm going to be watching it very, very closely because I want it to be on that level. Moon Knight needs to be on that daredevil level at least. Sure, he doesn't need to go full Punisher. Nobody needs to go full Punisher, but
1: important to say that.
0: Yeah, (laughs) let the I mean, let the Punisher do that. That That's great, (laughs) but he's the only one who really needs to do that. So yes, that's what I'm kind of hoping that goes that route.
1: Yep, yep.
0: I don't think it will, but I, I hope it does.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, I I get that. I don't know if there's any genuine rebooting in the works. I I know that bare minimum, like Charlie Cox, the actor who played Daredevil, Kevin Feige, have both separately said they want more of Charlie Cox as Daredevil. So he's the most likely candidate, I think, to have his TV show uh, renewed and be given fresh life. I don't know. If there's enough momentum for any of those other characters, the own. Om- Maybe Jessica Jones?
0: Maybe Jessica Jones. Yep. I To me, it sounded like Luke Cage and Iron Fist would get recast. I like the guy who played Luke Cage. Agreed. So I hope he's he a great stays. fit. I would be willing to give the Iron Fist actor another chance. I don't think that was all on him. Sure. Personally? Sure. But I don't think Luke Cage and Iron Fist shows need to continue necessarily. I would almost be okay with them just being like, Heroes for Hire. Yep. And that would be cool right. me Make because, the collaborative show. Because then it's like you kind of have that buddy cop, but then also it's kind of another team that's kind of unique to itself.
1: Right. Or right.
0: You, you could have them be the defenders, that's fine, and have that be your street-level defenders with Daredevil. And I, just I would enjoy that. that.
1: You know what? I, I would really get on board with a collaborative Essentially, street level Avengers. I would I'd cool really that enjoy that. I think you could plug in your street level characters like Hawkeye can make appearances oh, yeah, in yeah, there. Yeah. Kate Bishop can join in. Spider Man can. Spider Man, absolutely. So I think there's I think there's a lot of room for that. Again, as we've talked about, as the MCU continues to go more cosmic with this next phase, I think that would be a really welcome uh, change of pace. For sure. So I, I would really enjoy, and I. I would commit to that. I would watch that Moon Knight could get tied in there. I mean, let's go, right? Let's go. I'm so excited, Moon Knight. When is that release date? Did we figure that out? No. Let me let me do the quick. Well, let so Almighty the people, Google
0: so the people know what to when to expect it. Well, especially March 30th. March 30th. I was a week woof, off, so woof. it's legit the end of March. Wow. Yeah, they're
1: just tucking it in there.
0: We're getting Obi wan in May.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's right. That's why we haven't had a single damn I'm just trailer. Just going to ask: we haven't had anything. We haven't had a right? damn
0: trailer yet. But isn't I think Star Wars Celebration is happening soon? So I bet that happens when that happens.
1: Okay. You know what we? You know what else we haven't had? And I wonder if we're going to get it or not. Would be another Maybe not. Doctor Strange trailer.
0: Maybe. Have we had another one? I mean, they did confirm Patrick Stewart. I don't know if we've confirmed. Well, no, I'm sorry,
1: I'm sorry. Amnesia. They did that for us in the just relatively recently Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. So my apologies.
0: Yeah. Because they did, they did confirm Patrick Stewart's coming back. Yep. Uh, Patrick Stewart made some comment where he's like. I can't believe they figured out it was me just off the back of my earlobe and my shoulder, <laughs> and my voice. Like, well, dude, your voice—your voice is distinct, very iconic. Yeah. We're getting across the Spider Verse in October,
1: dude. Oh gosh, this is—we're gonna be
0: eating good. Tell you what, again, for as
1: barren of a wasteland as 2020 turned out to be, we are reaping the benefits just of those eating. shenanigans here in 2022. He's had to be patient I'm so or impatient, sorry. and then either way, it still shows up. But yeah. So, so Daredevil,
0: did they say when that was coming to Disney Plus by chance?
1: I think middle of this month. Really? So I want to say. Yeah. Dang. Yeah.
0: Well, I knew it was off of Netflix because on my Netflix account, I had Daredevil as my profile. Of course. And then he was just gone. And I'm like, why is he gone? It's like, terrible. oh, yeah, that's right. He's moving. And so I had some red, fuzzy, weird thing, and I was like, no, nah, that's gone. And now now it's straight up Optimus Prime. That was my only other
1: option. Good fallback. It was, it was no, one of the Transformers. That's great. I was like, I'll go with Optimus. I'll go that's with fine Optimus. With me. So, Optimus is my guy.
0: But um, I think we've covered everything. Think I think we have,
1: my man. That's a solid, solid episode.
0: I, you'll see in the video, but when you turned it back after we were done talking about the Batman and it was an hour, I was like, it's only been an hour, dude. Was like, we, it was an hour.
1: I know, and we My, could just keep going. God, we could have, yeah. That's a reflection of how rich we just talked. That for a movie third was of the Batman movie. It was. I know, I know, and, and, and there's so much we didn't cover. Hey, if you haven't seen it, go see it. Also, don't see it by yourself. Probably be a little too unsettling.
0: Oh yeah, you definitely would not want to walk to your car alone no, after no, 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 this no. movie.
1: No, but go with a friend. For worthwhile. sure, and excellent then, stuff.
0: And then take it in for a day 100 percent. before you like fully i this is one of those movies you kind of just need to like sit
1: you gotta process you have to
0: sit in it a little bit and think about because you're like because it's a lot yeah it's a lot for a movie and i don't feel like it feels like a full three hours there are some no there are some times that might drag a little but not a lot
1: yeah it's it's deliberate i would never at any point call it slow no it's, it's definitely not slow yep. they,
0: they keep you intrigued the whole time like each yep. scene is definitely important yep um but yes definitely definitely make sure you sit in it before you make a solid like soaking yeah, it soaking it i was gonna ah, say yeah. soaking it and i forgot <laughs> but you soak in it don't go watch the dark Knight immediately afterwards oh, to gosh, judge no. it because that's not fair to you or that movie Because now I do want to rewatch that Batman trilogy Mm -hmm. and compare and contrast. Sure. Because I'm pretty sure Chance said that Robert Pattinson is now his favorite Batman after soaking all that in. Okay. Okay. Which is a very bold take right off the bat. I'd like to see a little bit more of Pattinson before I
1: go full in. I think what, what I'm able to do at this stage is compartmentalize that trilogy which I cherish mm-hmm. and I always will but compartmentalize it in the sense that I can also leave myself open to this new version and be very excited for that and so if someone wants to say hey this new Batman's my favorite Batman movie ever
0: okay yeah fair sure. enough
1: you know what good for you there I'm, I'm all for that right choose what your favorite is that should be something that you have the freedom to choose and change your mind on as oh, okay. much as you flip and want um, as long as we're not getting into an argument, well, this is better, this is best. It's Like, No, no, no. Yeah, don't, Time out. Don't fight over it. Just enjoy Enjoy both. You yes. can do that. It's not an either you can or. You definitely do that. Enjoy both, and that's where you really come out ahead. That's where you really win yes. because they're, bo- they're both worth enjoying.
0: Oh, can be, Superman can beat anybody. Oh, don't do those arguments. Yep, well,
1: Superman can't be in a movie, so yeah. what do you do? Awesome. So Good stupid. stuff, Riles. Well done, buddy. Well done. But on that note, Godspeed peace out